Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You know, folks, we had an exciting month of wrestling, and really what topped it off was Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Half No Fury, one of the, the better independent wrestling cards that you'll see all year. And I mean, when you're talking about an all-women's card, some of the best women's wrestler and wrestlers in the world, all in one place, it was just fantastic. And the main event saw Thunder Rosa take on Lindsay Snow in really one of the toughest battles Thunder Rosa has ever had. I mean, she just barely escaped with her title intact, but I feel like Lindsay Snow took a piece of her in that match. So I said, you know something? Let me reach out and hear at least one side of that story there. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. She is the American kaiju, Lindsay Snow. How are you, Lindsay? I'm doing pretty good, Duke. Uh, you know, didn't exactly end the way that I wanted to. I, uh, we both survived to, to, to live to fight another day. You know, that's what, that's what I live for. Did you expect that match to be as grueling as it was? Because, I mean, let's be honest, you, you ladies beat the hell out of each other. The thing is, is that I expected that from her, but I don't think she expected that from me. Well, that's, that's a good point there. And, and let's talk about this for a second, because you have martial arts training. This isn't something new for you. You're not just a fighter. You are a trained skill fighter. How long have you been studying martial arts and hybrid martial arts and, and been fighting even before you got into pro wrestling? Well, I started doing karate when I was a little kid. As I got older, um, started getting into other sports. But um, it wasn't until like after I graduated high school that I started training jujitsu, you know, mixed martial arts, catch wrestling, a bunch of other like striking, you know, pretty much like the, the reason why it's called mixed martial arts is because it's a bunch of different forms of martial arts all combined together. Right. You know, I always wondered about this, Lindsay, because you're somebody who clearly, you know what you're doing. You, you beat people up for a living. I, it almost looks like you really enjoy doing that. But even before the bell rings and you step into the ring and throw your first strike, when you're walking to that ring, you can tell that something, something's about to happen. Like somebody's about to get hurt out there. Somebody's ass is about to get kicked. How important is it to gain that psychological edge over your opponent even before you step in the ring? And once you, once you get in their heads and, and you live there rent-free, you know, like that's – that's something that uh, that no other feeling can compare to. I know that uh, I know that she wasn't expecting a lot of uh, a lot of psychological warfare from me, but I could tell that I was living in her head rent free for a long time. There was a moment in the beginning of the match when you, the both of you, were in the ring and you were being announced. And there you were, Lindsay Snow. You, you went over to the uh, turnbuckle and you put your feet up and you kind of just took a rest for a moment. And you look across the ring and you see Thunder Rosa and she's pacing and she's looking at you like, why is this lady so, so calm? You know, we're, we're literally about to fight and she's calm right now. So it's just, again, that, that whole psychological edge is just something to behold. But let's step aside for a second from even Mission Pro. This entire year in pro wrestling has just been upside down with the, the COVID-19 stuff and everything shutting down for a period of time. We're finally starting to see more cards uh, get booked and what have you. How have you been holding up during this, this period of time? I mean, obviously, you've been training. You've been keeping yourself sharp. But overall, how, how's Lindsay Snow been holding up? You know, since COVID started... Um and the quarantine happened, uh, I feel like everybody has really taken a toll. Um, 
from this. Uh, it, it's, it's not like anybody's walking away from this unscathed. Um, it's all about keeping your, your mental game strong and uh, keeping your physical game stronger because like right now is a, it's a very tough time for everyone. You know, it's, it's not just a tough time for wrestlers. Like, even though like it really sucks not being able to interact with people like how I normally interact with people and like how you have to like walk on eggshells around everything. Yeah, you, you got people like Mel and, uh, and Robin out there like busting their asses and like for real, like making it so that this can happen. Just to be able to, to start slowly getting back into the swing of things uh, in, in regular society and not just pro wrestling, but in society. Yeah, it, it's a weird feeling to get readjusted again. I mean, you see, even you see it on the road. You're somebody who travels all over the country all year round so you see it it's almost as if some people forgot how to drive you know because it's like oh i'm back out again and, and out and about again and this is new you know but we're happy that um you folks are safe and that you're able to put on such a great card and you know we can't wait for the other shows coming up i mean that's for sure there Lindsay, how how important is it to have a promotion that is not only has all women wrestling but are, is actually operated and owned by women oh man that's super important um it's like i feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg right now because like it's allowing others to see that it can be done and then um not only is it showing like other women but it's showing like other promotions like hey look like we did pretty good you know like maybe there's something to this maybe like should like take a stand back and, and and notice like what's going on like right in front of them yeah that's a great point and i mean so many talented people even on that mission pro wrestling hell half no fury card i can't help but wonder if in the not too distant future we see a lot of you on our television sets on a, on a regular basis especially you Lindsay. i mean again you bring such a, a serious realism to the ring every chance you get and you're somebody that does a great job of, of marketing yourself out there and what have you as well. People are aware of who you are. I mean, are you, is that something that you would even be interested in with, with some of these promotions out there, what have you, especially that are on national TV uh, every week? Is Lindsay Snow even open to being on television to show even more of the world what she can do out there? It would obviously have to be like the, the right timing and, um, the right circumstances but I mean as you like I, I know you talked to like a bunch of pro wrestlers like what's everybody's main goal it's to get signed and wind up in a major company and you know make good money so that you can eventually like have a have a life and, and retire and everything but um for me to to go to the right company um it, it would be like all in, in timing you know it, it would be like everything is timing in pro wrestling so We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not saying it won't, but I don't know when. <laughs> I'm putting it out in the universe right now. Someday soon, we are going to see Lindsay Snow beating people up in the main event on our favorite wrestling TV shows, our favorite pay-per-views and what have you. I'm putting it out there. You know, sometimes we got to speak certain things to, into existence. Because I'll tell you right now, Lindsay, there are some, some ladies and some gentlemen out there that I would love to see you beat the hell out of out there okay I, I you know i don't know if, if if we can get get one of those harley race briefcases there and, and and put a bounty on some folks who knows Let, let's let's put it together there anyone listening right now if you're running one of those major promotions Lindsay snow could be a gun for hire let's go here please jeez yes please <laughs> i you know something i i really feel like you were born for the role so that might be the next uh, that could be the biggest uh the big reality show coming up too Lindsay snow bounty hunter Everybody knows that um, Duke loves wrestling, Duke loves MMA, of course, but there's, there's also one thing that Duke really loves, and that's food. And I know that folks who keep their bodies in great shape and they're fighters, they got to make sure they're replenishing and what have you. So I'm always curious about this. When it comes to dinner time, what's a typical Lindsay Snow dinner? Oh, man. Um, if I'm on my diet real, real tight, then it's going to be like chicken and broccoli, maybe a little bit of rice, you know, but if it's like right before bedtime, then I'm probably not going to have that many carbs. 
I'm like, I'm a really big fan of steak too. So, you know, I might interchange the, the chicken for the steak. But honestly, dude, if I could have like my dream dinner, my dream dinner every night would probably be like curry chicken and roti or um, mofongo. Like, oh man, I love mofongo. I love mofongo and I, I love curry chicken. So either one of those, man. Now, now, wait a second. Wait a second. Where is this coming from, Lindsay Snow? Of all the foods in the world, all the dishes in the world, I don't think anyone would have expected you to say mofongo or, or roti. And, you know, I... <laughs> Full disclosure here, my mother is Jamaican, so when it comes to Caribbean style food and things of that nature, there, of course, I'm a I know a little bit about that. But come on, where does this come from? The sweet tooth of yours for mofongo and, and for uh, roti? Oh man, okay, so uh, I'm from Jacksonville, like I'm born and raised in Jacksonville, and um, when I was coming up, like tattooing, uh, I was like super, super young, but the uh. The shop that I worked at was directly right next to a Jamaican cafe called The Real Ting. And I loved The Real Ting. I would eat that all the time. And, like, I made a bunch of friends with, like, all of my, like, all my Jamaican neighbors. And, like, we would just, like, go down. Um, we play like, dominoes and stuff, like, every Saturday night. <laughs> and then, like, man, uh, it, like, I, I have, like, this soft spot in my heart for, like, soul food and, like, Jamaican food. And, um, yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of Jamaican friends, either, like, from Trinidad out in Tobago or, or Jamaica. Now, have you have you ever had um, oxtail? Of course. Oh. I love oxtail. Curried oxtail. You ever had curried goat? Of course. That's my that's my family's food, of course. Yes. Love curry goat. Um, now, do you like it spicy? Or, see, I'm not a spicy guy. I, I, I prefer so mine I'm not, not to have too much pepper. Yeah, I'm not a super spicy person either. Like, I don't, I'm a baby when it comes to spices. But, uh, but yeah, like, dude, you cannot beat a good jerk chicken or a good curry chicken. Oof. All right. Now I'm going to give you the real test. Now this is a big one and everybody listening, you know, what you know where I'm going with this now, when it comes to patties and I'm talking Jamaican patties, I'm not talking empanada or anything like that. I'm talking yeah, Jamaican, Jamaican beef patty patties. or the curry patty. Yeah. Which one are you, which one are you going with? Are you going with the regular the curry? <laughs> The curry, 110%. If you have the option, you always go for the curry. Why do you go for the curry? Why not? Why wouldn't you go for the curry? It seems like a pretty straight-up answer. <laughs> the curry is way better. <laughs> I, I'm telling you folks right now, there is no way that anyone on this planet can find an interview with Lindsay Snow where she's talking about Jamaican curry patties and, and curry goat and everything else, roti. Oh, my goodness. So we got to figure this out now. We got to find a way uh, to, to send Lindsay Snow some other Jamaican delicacies. And, and are, are you into the candies and stuff like that? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all, all of my cousins listening right now, uh, if you're listening Yo, right you, now, we'll, we'll find a way. You know? You ever have those drinks? Those root drinks, uh, what are they called? Shoot, I know like one of them is called Magnum. But, uh, <laughs> man, oh, I can't remember what they're called, but they used to have them. They're like the tiny drinks. Now, you're not talking about Mobay and things like that. You're not talking homemade drinks. You're talking they're already packaged? Yeah, they're already packaged. There was like the Magnum one, and there was like, um, and there was like Ping. another Roots. I believe it's called Roots. Oh, yeah, I know. No, nah, that's like, about. those the are juices. like the big sodas. No, these are like like drink drinks. Like oh no, you you you're, you're making me learn something now. Tell me about it. What, what what's in these drinks here? I have no idea. They're just delicious, and they had them at the real thing. Like um, they were in like the same like refrigerator type deal as the Jamaican sodas, but I think that there was something extra in them. Like you know how like sorrel has like a kick to it. Yes, when sorrow's made right and, and you put your extra ginger in there and the allspice and what have you, yes, it has a nice kick to it, of course. Yeah, well, these are like that. Okay. But they were like prepackaged. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go ask one of my friends when I get home. So, so I'm going to give you a, a, a top secret uh, drink recipe here. This is, this is totally Jamaican. 
uh, a lot of folks don't realize this, but the Irish went over to Jamaica many, many years ago, and a lot of folks made a home there. Uh, and there's still a strong Irish population in Jamaica to this day. In fact, my great grandmother is Irish, um, a Jamaican Irish woman, which is which is uh, a, a lot of people. When I say that, they they're like, really? Yeah, that's the truth. You take a Guinness, regular Guinness, right? And you got to crack an egg and you put it in there, and you you put in a little cream, some nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger, and then you mix all that up. And then you strain it and then put it aside in the, in the fridge so, so it gets a, a good temperature there. And now you have yourself a nice, especially during the wintertime, you have yourself a nice drink. And the alcohol content, I mean, it's a Guinness, so the alcohol content is very low. I'll tell you right now, especially as we get closer to the winter months, you can go to most Jamaican households and you'll find a drink like that. Something well, I, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never heard that before. Or anything like that, but it kind of sounds like Jamaican eggnog, and I hate eggnog. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows if one of my homies has it in their fridge for Christmas? Maybe I'll go. I'll, I'll go try it. Well, we now this is the problem. Now, if if somebody gives you the wrong kind, you know they might end up uh, on the wrong side of a, a fist. So I don't know. Proceed with caution, folks. Make sure that it's truly <laughs> Grandma's recipe. Don't be giving Lindsay Snow that weak stuff because we can't have it. I'm telling you right now, we can't have it, man. We can't have it. Okay. So, now, now, what about music? Yeah. Are you, do you listen to Do you listen to reggae at all? Um, yeah, I like dancehall. I like everything, really. I like hip hop. Um, like I, I love music. It, it's like uh, I, I listen to like literally like so so much music. Like I like Mr. Vegas, like the heads high. <laughs> oh yes, great song. Great song. Um, yeah. I, I like Steely Dan. <laughs> wow. You went from Mr. Vegas to Steely Dan. You you went from heads high to reeling in the years. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, I work in a tattoo shop. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. Um, when we talk about you work in a tattoo shop, which I think is really interesting, and obviously you, you have a lot of body art, and it's awesome. Uh, I, I, I tell people that's her war paint right there, man. Um, but I don't think people realize – that when it comes to body art, whether it's tattooing or, or piercing or what have you, a lot of it is cultural. And people are telling stories and they're using their bodies as a canvas to tell these stories. So what I've found on a personal level, and, and you could speak to this, uh, Lindsay, people who work in the tattooing industry and what have you generally are some of the most accepting some of the most diverse, their, their circle of friends are diverse. Uh, these are folks who care and, and are understanding and respectful of other people's culture. A am I right about that? You're 110% right. Honestly, uh, a lot of the body modifications that people do are based off of their culture's nomenclature of beauty. When you when you look at yourself and you think about Lindsay Snow, not not just the the pro wrestler, but Lindsay Snow the person, do you see your beauty? I am one of those people that uh, like always sees room for improvement, and not necessarily to where I don't like where I'm at right now, but I have an idea of where I want to be. I feel like feel that I am beautiful, but I I still have. Um, a ways to go before I attain what I feel like would be like the ultimate more for me. And um, like that, that sounds kind of bad, but at the same time, like I feel like it's good because it, it keeps me like pushing forward. Uh, I don't like, I don't ever want to be like stagnant to where like I'm not improving or to where I'm like uh, complacent at where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do feel beautiful and I do think that I am beautiful, but I always will want to be, like there's always going to be like that thing pushing me forward to make me like want to improve to, be, to become better. What do you say to your fans? I mean, especially young people who are still figuring things out and, you know, figuring out directions to go in life and what have you. You're somebody who works hard. You are a person that, and, and we talked about this offline, but I'll, I have no problem with saying this on the air. I I'm blessed with, 
the opportunity to speak with wrestlers on a consistent basis and, and speak with trainers and speak with people in the industry and your name has popped up a lot through the years and I, I there's never been a time where I've heard someone say anything negative about you the the general consensus is that Lindsay Snow is a great person and I think that for me personally one of the biggest insults that you can give someone is to say that they're not a good person and one of the the greatest compliments you can give someone is to say that they're a good or even a great person and all I've ever heard is that Lindsay Snow is a great person. What do you say to young people who are checking out your career and, and you know, they're looking for inspiration in different places and what have you? Do, do you have any words of encouragement or advice or anything? Don't, don't ever, like, feel like you can't do something. You know, if, if people are there to tell you that, like, I mean, honestly, like, let's keep that in reason keep that in reason if they tell you you can't do something and it's against the law then obviously don't do it but like if it's like a if it's like a dream or like a life goal for you to to become something um you know like if, if it's about you like wanting to like improve your legacy like like for me like that's what pro wrestling is and it's like a way for me to like uh to ensure my legacy you know and like that's why I have these things in me that make me want to be better that make me want to do better is because I want to leave behind a good legacy like um, I want to leave behind uh, a positive an aura or something to, to make it so that that other people who maybe thought that they weren't good enough or maybe thought that they like didn't have the right support system like you don't need a support system you can do this on your own like just because someone tells you that you shouldn't or you can't you can't do this like you you don't have what it takes to do this you know like that that doesn't matter like all that matters is that you think you can do it and if you think you can do it then you don't need other people around you especially if they have like negativity towards you or like they're trying to like bring you down or anything like that you know like all you need is to have a consistent plan and you can do it too wise words wise words Lindsay tell everybody if they want to continue to follow your career because I know that you're somebody that absolutely is in demand you're, you're somebody that people enjoy having on cars and enjoy checking out what's the best way that they can follow you online or you have any websites plug away uh yeah um you can follow me on instagram and on twitter at kaiju power k-a-i-j-u-b-o-w-e-r oh i was gonna say i also have coffee kaiju coffee and kaiju tea so if you're uh if you're into coffee and tea you can uh find me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, I can teach you some more about coffee and tea. <laughs> now, wait a second. I, I'm part of the coffee core on, uh, on Twitter and we post about coffee daily. So you're telling me that you actually have a Kaiju coffee uh, page yeah. where you, you, you talk about coffee from, from around the world or what have you? No, I have my own coffee. Oh, okay. All right. Listen, Duke loves wrestling listeners. I'm, I'm going to have to um, order some Kaiju coffee and tea and i will do a full review on this show coming up because all right she just she just said the magic words there you know how i am about this stuff folks so this is great this is great you know Lindsay, you're you're a breath of fresh air and it's it's always interesting when i talk to people who could literally beat the hell out of me if they want to but uh but they can also talk about uh jamaican curry patties and, and mr vegas and things of that nature it just it goes to show that Human beings, you know, there, are, there is so much more to us than meets the eye or that you would assume. And that's why we all have to continue to treat each other with respect and, you know, be kind to each other because you never know who you're talking to and you never know the type of relationship you can develop just by treating a person like a person, you know. So I appreciate you for reminding me personally of that just from your, your positive aura and the way that you are. You're awesome. Um, before oh, I let you go, you. well, you're welcome. you're welcome. But before I let you go, I got to ask you this though, and this is this is super super important because All I right. took I took Japanese in third grade now. Okay, okay. That, it was a, it was here in Boston. You know, the, the Shaw School. It was the first school to ever offer Japanese 
third grade, I got to eat sushi for the first time then. And, you know, I really fell in love with the Japanese culture as a result of that small one year of being introduced to the culture on a, on a larger scale than what you see on TV or you may read in a newspaper. So I got to ask you, what does kaiju mean? And, and not just what it means, the, the textbook definition, but what does it mean to you now? Okay, so a kaiju is like a uh, like a strange creature or a monster, you know, like Godzilla. To me, like whenever I'm out there and I am the American kaiju, like I am like I have one one mode, and that's that's destroy, which I feel like most kaiju's are programmed like that's like their their one mission in life is to to destroy. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Lindsay Snow, she's coming to a wrestling event near you to, to destroy. Thanks again, Lindsay. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you. Hey, this is the Duke of Dorchester. The one, the only, the man of the hour. Yeah. Can you handle that, baby? I want to tell you this. You've been listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. You know, folks, I, I'm telling you right now, I did not expect that interview to go in the direction that it did. I mean, really, Lindsay Snow is just something else, man, you know, and she doesn't do a lot of interviews. I mean, if you if you do a search, you'll you'll notice this. This is not somebody who spends a lot of time doing the podcasting thing because it takes away from her mission to do tattoos and beat people up. So but she definitely takes time to listen to some reggae. And to eat curry goat. So that's my girl, man. Shout out to Lindsay Snow once again. Just a really, really good person. As I said, that's the highest compliment I could pay anybody. If I say you're a good person, that's that's it. You're the top of the tops. Speaking of which, um, you know, it's October. And we have a friend of the show who's doing some really, really great things. And I said, you know something? This is another good person that I want to have come back and talk about a cause that he's going to be supporting and something that you folks are invited to participate in. So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Our man, the myth, the legend, literally the the beard whisperer. We're talking about marvelous Marco Mania. Marco, what do you have going on, man? Well, let me tell you something, Duke. This is Marvelous Marcomania, and I need your help to body slam breast cancer. For the entire month of October, you can head over to www.prowrestlingtees.com and search for Marcomania and purchase my exclusive Ursula Mania Pro Wrestling T-shirt. All proceeds that come to me from the sale of this shirt will be donated directly to the Women's Cancer Resource Center in Berkeley, California. Together, we can continue to help one another defeat breast cancer for good. Thank you for your support. And now back to Duke Loves Wrestling. Well, there it is, folks. And again, you know, supporting breast cancer awareness and breast cancer research. That's what it's all about. Shout out to Marvelous Marco Mania. This is a hell of a cause that he's putting all of his support behind. And, you know, something we're going to support you as well. So please check out that Pro Wrestling Tees address. I'm going to have it in the uh, description of this episode as well. So all you folks who have to do is just click and you can go support breast cancer awareness and research, support marvelous Marco mania. That's right. Okay, folks, up next, I have a blast from the past interview with the one, the only Scotty Richardson. You know, he was the author of a fantastic book about family, about pro wrestling. And I think you folks are going to enjoy this here. But uh, before we even get to that, a brief word from the one, the only wildfire, Tommy Rich. Somebody said something about fired up. This is Tommy Wildfire Rich. Coming to you live. You're listening to my man, Duke Loves Rats. So, Scott, I, I, I've been checking it out online since the uh, book has been released, and, and wow. I mean, the social media response has been pretty uh, impressive here. Overall, though, how has the book been doing? Have you been getting a lot of sales, a lot of good buzz going on? 
Yeah, it's funny. Um, going well. And first, uh, thank you for having me on your show, and congratulations on two years. Uh, fantastic achievement. Thank you. Thank but, you. Thank uh, you. I, uh, it's funny because I, I got a, uh, a message from friends of ours on Twitter, uh, the Wrestle Hub, and from Newcastle, England. And, uh, and even they put us over. And, and so that was fantastic last night. So it's been, uh, been great. And, uh, I'm just glad that it's finally out. As you know, it's been a bit of a process. So, uh, and thank you, Duke, for, uh, being one of the official reviewers on the book. Damn right. Now, Scotty, uh, let's cut to the chase before I get into why you would ever have Duke be an official reviewer. What, what, is this a cookbook? Is this a wrestling book? Because the title's throwing me off here. It's making me very hungry. And I just need to know, before we get into it, uh, do I get any bacon at the end? Jesus. You know, it's funny. Uh, that's a great question because we, we got that on Twitter. Uh, a friend of the show and um, uh, y- your buddy Duke chimed in and, and gave his... Yeah, he uh, does that a lot. So, <laughs> he does uh, that a lot, even when you don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, uh, the bacon is so vital. You know, it, a lot of people uh, grew up wrestling fans uh via their grandma grandmother grandfather uh aunts uncles parents what have you uh but for me and my brother uh saturday morning uh sleeping you know thinking you're sleeping in but when you smelled the bacon uh and you opened your eyes it was like this fog of smoke that filled the house (laughs) and uh and that was like you know oh man we, we have to get up wrestling is almost on and so that was the big thing is, is uh, my mom, my grandfather, my grandparents. I mean, it was like a family event to sit down on Saturday morning and uh, eat your breakfast, eat the bacon, uh, smell the bacon, and then watch Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, um, Blackjack Mulligan, Ric Flair, Wahoo. I mean, it was just that was the deal. So, how does Scotty Richardson like his bacon? Are you a chewy bacon guy or like an extra crispy? Just we'll move on, but I just need to know. Absolutely, extra crispy. Wow, well done. I, I, I want to uh, now. I like my steaks rare. It's a little different, but All right. bacon. I want it crispy. Uh, I want. I want the crunch. <laughs> he likes the little crunch. They listen to this guy. You know. <laughs> you know who has a good bacon right now is. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Get out They got a brown here. sugar bacon yeah. that is just... It was made in a factory well, it's still 400 delicious. miles away. It's de- well, Scotty, we'll, we'll have to talk to uh, your wife and see if she can make some of that brown sugar bacon, man. That's that's the stuff right there. So, that's right. Th- this is an interesting um, thing here, Scotty, because I know that you, know, you and I have been good friends here, and, and you're a, a wrestling historian and, and someone that I really enjoy... Uh, talking wrestling with and following your social media pages, uh, Wrestler Weekly and, and what have you. Um, you really know your stuff, which is fantastic. When you originally decided you were going to write this book, was it originally a wrestling book and it evolved into everything else? Was it originally a family book and then you added the wrestling in? Like, like your original concept with this, was it consistent throughout or did it evolve? You know, that is the best question, Duke, um, because here's something I have not shared. Um, This is how this happened. I was writing a book about my favorite wrestling event, which is the Super Bowl of Wrestling from January of 1978 in the Orange Bowl in Miami, WWF World Champion Superstar Billy Graham putting the belt up against the NWA world's heavyweight champion harley race belt for belt uh first time that it had happened and it was in the orange bowl in miami so i was writing that story but i had to uh as a kid we you know this was late 70s so there was no internet you know it wasn't there you couldn't the only way you researched and i lived in mid-atlantic so it wasn't like we were in new york and we weren't in florida where these were promoted and so through the wrestling mags Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, that came a little bit later. But in the late 70s, that's how we, we got our wrestling information. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't on TV. It, you had to go through the wrestling mags. And so wrestling magazines, and, and you know, I'm a big collector, so um, getting you know, having those magazines was so vital. And so it, the, the story was my finding this match 
and finding it in the mags. Um, but as I was writing the book, I have a friend of mine who is a, a tenured English professor at NC State here in Raleigh, and he was giving me some advice. He said, you know what, Scotty, you should take this project and split it in half. You should do a manuscript of just who you are, what your family's about, how you got involved in being a fan, and that should be like book one. And then when you write book two, and he said, look, the first book's probably not, Family Bacon Wrestling, probably not going to be a big seller. But he said, when you start writing about wrestling events or people or those kinds of things, people are going to latch on. They're going to catch on. They're going to want to know who is Scotty Richardson. And you're already going to have Family Bacon Wrestling out there and then we'll see what happens. So I took that advice, and that's how this this book was uh, kind of spawned, and uh, it's been great. I'm I'm really glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. And, and I got to know how has the family reacted since the book has been out? Uh, it's a, you know a little bit of at first a little bit of mixed because our family's very private. Mm. Uh, my dad's a Vietnam vet. Uh, old school. He's been a. He was a basketball coach for 45 years in, in the high school uh, in Florida in Jacksonville, Florida. And so at first, you know, he didn't because he's a little bit ashamed that of the story that's in the book about how he, you know, became so religious. And thanks to Kevin Sullivan, we had moved to Florida in 1981. Kevin Sullivan had the, you know, the the Satan, the devil gimmick, right, with the Army of Darkness and that whole thing. Purple Haze, and and so my dad, with the, the blood on the magazine, huh. right, all the blood on the magazine, and Kevin Sullivan, it put him over the edge, and so we were, Reggie, my brother and I, were banned. We came home one day from school, and all of our wrestling stuff was gone. Uh, he had gotten rid of it, burned it in the backyard, actually, uh, that I write about in the book. I thought he threw it away, but my mom pulled me to the side when I was writing the book and said, you know, you might want to get the real story here, um, but since then, my dad loves wrestling. He DVRs it every week. Uh, we still argue over uh, the, the current product of what's what's good, and what's not, and uh, so. But the families reacted very well. Well, and, and shout out to your dad, the coach, the pastor, the the, the military vet, the the Swiss Army knife. That's what I call him there. Uh, That's right, uh, brother Richardson. There, I appreciate him uh, very much. There. Now we are, we already talked about how you may have made made one misstep by having Duke uh, as a reviewer on the back cover. Would you stop it? But you actually have some legitimate big names on there. So how did you how did you get them on there, and and what made you think that Duke uh, belonged anywhere near these guys? <laughs> um, well, I'll uh, I'll answer your latter question first. <laughs> Duke, Duke uh, I went back and looked, Duke, and and uh, December twenty. 20- 7th of 2016. Wrestler Weekly was born in October of 2016, so just two short months later, you and I became friends and... Uh, you Sorry know, to hear it. What Wrestler Weekly is about is, is those relationships and, that you built over wrestling. Damn right. Um, but uh, Mike Mooneyham and I are very good friends because we are Clemson football fans, and that's really how we uh, kind of began our relationship. Uh, we were Clemson football fans. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, where Mike lives and writes his article. And so we were friends, and that helped. Um, Mike is such a, you talk about wrestling historian, he's in multiple Hall of Fames as a wrestling journalist. Um, and then Jim Valley and I became friends. We met at uh, the NWA Legends Fan Fest in Charlotte a few years ago, and Jim is a uh, Host the Pacific Rim podcast. He's worked with PW Torch, uh, and then he works with the Cauliflower Alley Club now. So, uh, yeah, got some some big names that have endorsed it, and uh, that's always good. Damn right, and, and you know when the Duke comes in to round out that oh, Jesus. particular crowd of legends, there. I mean, oh, you know, boy. Scotty, it's <clears throat> you put me in rare air, and I appreciate that. Yeah, so much that he, I think he had a brain asphyxia. Well, I had to tell the whole world that the Duke is on the back cover of the greatest book of all Listen, time. Listen, if you got to brag that hard about it, maybe you're not as big and you shouldn't. Be, you don't belong I'm, there to begin with. Would you stop it right now? I'm trying to have a good conversation with my man, Scotty Richardson, the coach, the author of uh, Family Bacon and Wrestling. Now, Scotty, tell, tell the fans about uh, Wrestler Weekly because you really have taken something that's an interesting concept where every single day 
you're posting blasts from the past and things that uh, we grew up on as as real wrestling fans and wrestling fans uh, in particular there. Talk to us about this brand that you've created and how it's really set the whole world on fire. Uh, will do. I think uh, Wrestler Weekly, and we've evolved now to where we have Mike Leotis, uh, who is with us full-time and doing a lot of day-to-day operations on Twitter. Uh, we also are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I just wrapped up Season 2 of Wrestler Weekly Presents on YouTube, uh, showcasing uh, memorabilia in wrestling magazines. I had Harry Burkett from senior writer from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Burkett is still around. Huh? Shout out He's to Harry Burkett. Around. Oh, my God. Yeah, Harry Burkett, yeah. He wow. Yes, my show, and um, it's just great. Uh, but Wrestler Weekly, uh, we, we have daily themes. Uh, Sunday, we shout out people in the business or fans. Monday, we're showcasing the Monday Mag memorabilia. Uh, Tuesday, we're doing our takeaway. Mike is now doing Wrestler Weekly Live on Tuesday nights, 30 minutes before SmackDown. Uh, Wednesdays, really, Wednesdays is how we really started, was re- was the wrestler of the week. And we were doing a current product wrestler. And then Thursdays, we were doing the throwback Thursday wrestler of the week. And it just took off to where we created these other days. Friday, we do a poll. Saturday, we show off some memorabilia. Uh, but then throughout the month, we have a monthly theme. This month is dear to my heart because we are showcasing – uh, champions from the Mid-Atlantic area, NWA U.S. champions. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, today was Wahoo McDaniel. Yesterday we did, um, let's see, uh, the first day we did Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, uh, yesterday, a slip of my mind, Mike. Mike's the man on this. But uh, so good. I mean, um, the things that we do and the fans that we meet, you know, I just had something, and I know you've, you've seen this this week, but we had a Wrestler Weekly, a fan of our brand, um, actually came to one of the events when I was working with Tommy in Myrtle Beach, and he passed away 47 years old, and he was uh, a big fan of Wrestler Weekly, and Don Graham and his family, so uh, just want to give them, uh, the family, some thoughts and prayers there. But uh, And that's what it's about. I mean, we have met so many people that say, you know, I can't wait to get home from work. I had a busy day, and I just check in and see what you guys are doing and, and catch up on the old classic wrestling. Well, I love it, man. I'll tell you, it's your page, uh, all of your social media and, and, and what you do on YouTube and what have you, it, it really reminds me of the, the stuff that I like that's on the WWE Network right now. You know, when we talk about Mid-Atlantic and, and which evolved, it was an NWA territory and then eventually became WCW. But you show the real stuff, man. We When literally you really thought that uh, Flair was busted open and that, you know, he, he, he injured his neck for real or, or Paul Jones was going to kill somebody. <laughs> Harley's bounty on somebody's head was legit. Like, literally, man, this is the real deal stuff, Scotty. And, and that's why I enjoy uh, your whole brand there. So fans want to reach out to you. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk Wrestler Weekly. How can they find uh, Wrestler Weekly online? All right, Twitter, at Wrestler Weekly. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, go to YouTube, search Wrestler Weekly, and actually I've got all of Season 1 and Season 2, so there's over 30 episodes. There's some bonus episodes out there, so you can uh, see all the guests. You, you've been a guest on my show before, dude. Uh, so we've had some great people. David Chapel from Mid-Atlantic Gateway was a guest this season. Brian Blair, George Napolitano. I mean, we've had some pretty big hitters, and so uh, fans can reach us that way. Also, um, you know, go out and get the new Family Bacon Wrestling T-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com, and uh, you can check that out. But go to Amazon and get the book. <laughs> yes. Now, is there a difference for it? Because I had some fans uh, who I told them you are going to be on the show from outside of America. How does that work if they want to uh, purchase the book? Yeah, Amazon Worldwide. So we are we are connected, uh, and they can purchase that. And they can actually walk into their local bookstore and also order the book. Beautiful. So it's, it's, it's worldwide. Beautiful. And real quick, Scotty, how's the team doing? Great, man. Getting ready for summer, summer practices, summer workouts, team camps, you name it. Scotty is a coach. He's a youth coach as well. Now, now, Scotty, real quick, is it is it a high school that you're coaching at now? Yes. 
Yes. See that? I've been a been a high school basketball coach for 23 years. Wow. Wow, this guy doesn't still, stop. I still need 22 to catch my dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that? you got a long way to go there. See, Duke, you uh, could nah, do something with your life. You. Well, I could we never be Scotty, you. I'll tell you. That's right. We, we, my dad and I played two games, and we, we went 500, one and one. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. That's the story you tell it, huh? <laughs> His name is Scotty Richardson. Please pick up the book Family Bacon and Wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, Check out Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, the whole nine yards. We'll be featuring uh, Scotty on our uh, pages there, folks. So you head over to Duke Loves Wrestling main page on Facebook and Twitter. We'll have all his information up there. Scotty, thanks for joining us again, brother. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity, guys. That was from episode 105. Think about that for a second. 105. Wow. Nice little blast in the past. I'm going I'm to keep sprinkling some stuff in here uh, on a week-to-week basis because we have grown so much just in, over the past year and a half or so compared to where we were almost five years ago. There's just an abundance of new listeners. And, you know, if you go to YouTube, you can find the entire archive of Duke Loves Wrestling. iTunes, believe the entire archive is there as well. But there is just so much great content, so many great guests that we've had, some fun stuff that we've done through the years. Um, and that's a great example. I mean, Scotty continues to run the Wrestler Weekly page on Twitter, puts up a lot of great old-time uh, photos and great discussion for folks who love wrestling, including myself. So shout out to Scotty. And, you know, I was, I was very proud still am to have been a part of his book. You know, it's great. Great stuff there. So, again, I'll, I'll keep sprinkling in some good stuff every week just to remind folks of some of the great interviews that we've already had. And we have plenty more to come. I'll tell you right now, plenty more to come. And once again, shout out to Mar- Marvelous Marco Mania, just really doing a good thing with a good cause there. Appreciate that. Of course, Lindsay Snow, just tremendous guest. I, I've made a new friend. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I referred to her as the tatted up Barbie, which I almost got beat up for that. But I think somebody vouched for me. So she was able to um, let that slide. And she was nice to me as a guest on the show. So thank you, Lindsay, for not cussing me out on the show. But um, really, really cool person. And I have a a feeling that we're going to see her in a major promotion in the not too distant future. I just think that aside from her quality of work and her positive attitude, she just, she brings something to the table that you don't see too many other places. So there's room for Lindsay snow in the wrestling world, especially on TV. And that's where she needs to be. I made the statements online that, she is a modern-day Luna Vachon. If Luna Vachon was just a little thicker and had some MMA training, she'd be Lindsay Snow. And when I say thicker, I mean literally Lindsay's in tremendous shape. Tremendous shape. You know, Luna was pretty, pretty small, but she was dangerous. She was tough. Just like Lindsay Snow is tough. But, boy, I just... Over the moon about her and excited to see what the future holds for her because I think she's very talented. That's right. You know, it's we've had such a great easing back into some sense of normalcy when it comes to pro wrestling, right? The pay-per-views are starting to get a lot more consistently good. The quality of everything is getting more consistently good. I mean, Jesus, we just had a a WWE pay-per-view clash of champions in which Roman Reigns was in the main event against uh, Jey Uso. And let me tell you something. That was a hell of a match. It was a hell of a match. It's a hell of a storyline because these are two cousins, right? And it was, it was, Weird because they were fighting to see who's the chief of the tribe. You don't see stuff like that too often. And sure enough, you know, Roman beat the hell out of him. Jimmy had to come out and throw in a towel to save his brother. 
And then he was screaming out dramatically, okay, okay, you're the chief. You're the chief. And then Roman was standing there with the with the championship, him and Heyman, and he put and Heyman puts the lay on him, and then triumphantly he holds up the champion. I mean, just dramatic stuff, man. Dramatic stuff, right? Even The Rock sent out a tweet giving Roman a shout out for his win. But it it got me to thinking, like, can you imagine if Tamina and Naomi, when she gets a little more healthy, you know, she had a health scare she had to take care of. Shout out to Naomi. Definitely hearts with you. Can't wait to see you back in the ring. But can you imagine if those two join in on this new version of the, quote, bloodline faction? I mean, sky's the limit, right? And you look at somebody like The Rock, there's no reason why The Rock can't come back and put Roman over. John Cena just put out a statement saying that his wrestling career is not over. Maybe he's going to come back and have a feud with Roman as well. It just there's so many possibilities. It's it's really uh, exciting. And that pay per view overall was a very good pay per view. You didn't the the expectations were low. It's been like this though, right? Anyone who's been listening to this show for the past couple of years, especially I'd say about the past two years. There has been very low expectations of WWE pay-per-views because they've done a pretty poor job of of building them. Yet, the quality of the pay-per-views when they actually air have just been tremendous for the most part. So kudos. Kudos to that. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with this punk Roman Reigns. I, I've been telling you all along. I hate, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. I've been telling you he's a no-good punk. He needs to get rid of the contract. Get out of this business. Get out of my life. I've been telling you folks, and everyone gave me a hard time for saying it. Now you see I was right all along about this Roman Reigns stuff. Okay. Told you. No good. So bad he beat his own family down just to be the chief. Huh. Roman. Roman Reigns, if I was taller, had more muscles, had more money, had longer hair, I probably would would challenge you to be the chief myself. So you're lucky, pal. You're lucky I, I'm, I'm just a little short on that. But if it ever changes, I'm stepping up to the plate. I'll be the chief. I'm the captain now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's it's exciting. And you know, Mission Pro Wrestling has an event coming up in October, which I'm going to be sharing more information about and have some of the folks come on to talk about that as well. Lindsey Snow representing Mission Pro, which appreciate that this week. It's just exciting where pro wrestling is going. Impact Wrestling has a couple of pay-per-views coming up. Let me tell you something, man. I, I've been beating this drum pretty hard, but I pound for pound, Impact Wrestling, in my opinion, is the number two promotion in, in the nation and the world. Their quality of product is right up there. I think that for those of you who want to Think of impact based off of who they used to be, and you're not paying attention to who they are. Shame on you. Because that's a that's a quality product, man. Quality product. They got some great wrestlers there. They've added some folks, you know, the Good Brothers and Deanna Perrazzo and EC3 is back. Eric Young is the champion. You know, they've added some pretty good pieces to go along with who they've had. Most recently, like Jordan Grace, uh, Nevaeh, who was most recently with Wild Superheroes, Tasha Steeles, who's just fantastic as well. Nevaeh and Tasha Steeles—that's my—I I swear that's going to main event one of these days. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm putting it out to the world. I think those two ladies have tremendous chemistry and can really make it happen. Um, of course, Moose Impact has some stars, man. Ken Shamrock, my guy. So they're just, they're putting out some great product. That's just, there's no other way to describe it. Putting out some great product. I find myself more invested and more interested week to week in impact than I am in anything other than WWE. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just not impressed with AEW. Unless Thunder Rosa is out there. Speaking of which. Thunder Rosa has 
like four bookings for the rest of the year. That's it. Her her calendar is wide open. And I don't know what's going on if the NWA is limiting what limiting what she can do going forward or if AEW just doesn't want to step up to the plate. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm talking to Impact and I'm talking to WWE. If AEW is not going to find a way to make Thunder Rosa a permanent part of their roster, I don't know what it looks like. I have no information in that regard. I'm not even asking for it. I'm just speculating here. I'm not, I'm not some of these dirt sheet people who act as if what they say is the way it is. And I don't believe in that. I'm just fantasy booking just like any other fan or, or even person in the business would. right? But I got to imagine there's a price. Impact in WWE, and I know that some of the executives in both companies, they listen to this show, so I'm just going to put it out there. It would be foolish of you not to find a way to help Thunder Rosa get out of that NWA deal and get a deal with you. And I, I, I truly believe this because she, pound for pound, is best wrestler in the world right now. And it doesn't matter what promotion that she's performing for. She is going to be box office. People are going to turn out in droves to see what Thunder Rosa, La Mera Mera, has going on. And I'm going to say another thing. That Mission Pro Wrestling promotion that she has, she has access to the top women's wrestlers on the planet, right? Who are not currently signed a contract with you folks. That absolutely could be a gateway into some of the best women's talent around. Don't be foolish. Sign that woman. You call Billy Corgan up and you and you say, what's your price, man? Figure it out. Buy out her contract. As long as she's willing to work for you, let's do it. Right? Like yesterday. Because clearly AEW just doesn't have their stuff together. That's my opinion. That's the way I see it. She's more box office than everybody else in that company, and yet they haven't found a way to, to book her further. What's going on? It's embarrassing. <laughs> I would love to see Thunder Rosa show up at the NXT pay-per-view coming up this weekend. I think that would be interesting. Can you imagine that? That would be interesting. And let's get that ball rolling. Let's, let's have Thunder Rosa on NXT every week, head-to-head with AEW dynamite just to stick it to them since they don't know what they're doing literally walked into your company and had the best matches on tv on pay-per-view than your company has ever had and you have not booked her further are you crazy and and listen i don't i'm not trying to beat up on these guys because maybe nwa is getting in the way figure it out man it's got to be a price figure it out i mean thunder rosa has access to people like Lindsay snow can you imagine she has a whole crew of dance partners that she can bring with her somehow, some way to put on some of the best wrestling matches that you'll see on TV anywhere on the planet. Kidding me? And then you also have your elements that already exist. If we're talking about impact, you got Jordan Grace, right? Tasha Steeles, Nevaeh, Havoc, right? Come on. Taya Valkyrie, you got, you got these folks who... Those are instant great matches just waiting to happen. Kira Hogan, instant, instant. And then WWE, come on, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, who's, who's she should be coming back soon. Ido Shirai, come on. Are we, are we serious here? Asuka, Bailey, Bianca Belair. I mean, this, this, the list is endless. It's so, and I haven't even talked about the UK ladies like Tony Storm. Endless. So... If, if AEW is not going to get their act together, then somebody else needs to step in. And I'm talking to you, Impact. I'm talking to you, WWE. Get in touch with Thunder Rosa and see if there's business to be made. And if you got to do a deal with NWA, do it. It's worth it, man. You cannot have a talent that's making waves as much as she is who is not on a major TV platform. Somebody who has that ability, you need them on your roster. You need them. I'm telling you. Thunder Rose is firing on all cylinders right now. And it's a damn shame that she's not on TV on a weekly basis. Just put it like that.
So I'll tell you what else isn't a damn shame is the fact that you folks continue to support the show. Appreciate that. It's going to be more contests and more great guests. In fact, I got a, <laughs> I got a guest next week that is probably going to break the internet. Um, and you know, we've done it a few times before on this show. We've had guests that are just, they raised so much hell that people were talking. And I think I got another one lined up. Mr. Reggie B. Fine, somebody who's been all over the Memphis territory, WWF, and all over the place. Just somebody who knows who's who and what's what. And Reggie has done a series of, he's recorded himself sharing stories about what really was going on in pro wrestling in the 80s and 90s, early 2000s, what have you. This is, look, Reggie's going to come next week and give us a taste. But you got to check out his YouTube and some of these other projects that he has going on to get the full meal. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, <laughs> people are going to be talking about this. So if there's any episode of Duke Loves Wrestling that you listen to, you make sure you tune in next week because Reggie B. Fine is, he's locked and ready to go. So, And for all you folks out there, yeah, you better be worried because Reggie's going to have some things to say. That's for sure. <laughs> That's right. Okay, listen, until then. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. This is the Duke saying, take it away, Tony Schiavone. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.